Hello and welcome to Spooptober on the Grindhouse Girls podcast. It's our favorite season and on our first episode we have a very special treat for our entire listening audience. This week we're joined by the creator and director of the independent horror comedy Clay Zombies which will be available on streaming later this month for all of you spoopy friends. We had a great time interviewing our really, really amazing guest, so we hope that you'll enjoy this super long, jam-packed episode full of our interview and review of the film. And as always, we caution our listening audience that we will be covering things spoopy, scary, and strange, so listener discretion is advised. But for those of our audience who are brave enough to continue, on to the podcast. Hi there, this is Katie. And hi there, I'm Brittany. And this is the Grindhouse Girls Podcast. Woo! Grindhouse Girls Podcast. Woo! Spooptober episode one, 2021. What's up, y'all? Um, we're so excited this week because we have a super, super special guest. We do. And he is the director, writer, and producer of the movie Clay Zombies. Clay Zombies, which is an independent and, I believe, directorial feature debut. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you, guys. So, wonderful, wonderful intro there. Um, Really happy to be on episode one of uh, Spooktober. 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 Spooktober was like two over yes. times. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, this, I'm the writer director of uh, feature film Clay Zombies, and um, really, uh, really big fan of the show. Looking forward to getting in the conversation here. Thanks. Wonderful. We're a fan of you. Thank you. Yes. And it is so cool because, you know, um, you are, as, I don't know if Katie said it yet, um, but you are our first ever creator yeah, um, person. Yeah, we've had we, on the we, podcast. We've had friends on the podcast as special guests, but you, 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 you did the thing. You did the you damn did thing. You did a whole movie. Like, yeah. That's amazing. So, amazing. Um, so we are so excited and we're kind of fangirling a little bit, yeah. honestly. So. Yeah. 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 Totally. Oh, yeah. I revert to Valley Girl, by the way, when I get super excited. Yeah. So please don't be offended. That's totally. <laughs> so you can't help but get yes. a little into the excellent and totally. So. Totally excellent. Yes. From Bill and Ted's totally excellent adventure. Well, no, just excellent adventure. <laughs> but I was like, I was like, why is she? Like, I was like, oh, that lady is so familiar. Why do I know her face? And then I looked at her IMDb. I was like, oh, my God. It's the lady from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Diane Franklin. Quite an honor to get, like, an 80s yeah. movie star in your movie. How did that go about? Just getting straight into the interview. But this is interesting. Yeah, we got to talk to Jake about this stuff. Yeah. Um, well, so a couple things. So the pandemic sucks, obviously. Um, and uh, yeah. I think I was just feeling like I had nothing to lose when it was, like, the height of the pandemic and you know, fear was super high. And I was just thinking like, you know, I'm living like I got no tomorrow. I'm going to go for it. And I was like, I want to star for this DJ Skatewell role. And uh, my wife's like, well, you know, if you could shoot for the stars, who, who would you want to, who would you want to get? And I was like, I don't know if you guys saw Better Off Dead, but the, that speech, um, Diane Franklin as her character Monique gives John Cusack, about uh, getting a taste of success and it'll suit him and then they fix the car together and stuff. I was like, this girl could do anything. So, well, she's a woman now, obviously, but this actress could do <laughs> anything. Right. Um, so that that's kind of where it came for me. Uh, and plus, you know, I loved her on Bill and Ted. So 
Um, oh yeah. So it was, uh, I just reached out. Um, I had a, uh, I think I, I was kind of a, a loser where I sent, I think a message to several social media and I think I, uh, sent an email. I forget which one she responded to. I think it was Facebook. And that was kind of the other thing is I had read that all these actors were, um, this was before they had started, started like, uh, COVID, um, before anybody had COVID procedures. So everybody was kind of sitting. It was like the first month. Right. And I had heard all these actors were just sitting and I was like, this is prime time. Like I've got to ask her now. And that's kind of, she even told me that she's like, this is really lucky. I've got this time slot because of COVID and I really like the script. If I didn't like your script, you know, obviously I'm not going to do it. Oh, and you have me playing awesome. a DJ. Yeah, it was really nice for her to say. And she, she, cool. she loved being a DJ and not just, you know, uh, which I had never even thought of where, you know, we kind of talked about like one of the things is when you're a pretty woman is that's all they ever want to cast you as like they don't want you to be funny they don't want you to be you know they kind of want to put you in a box so she said that it was pretty cool that she got to play a dj not yeah. the typical role she usually gets that's awesome yeah. yeah covid even though it sucked like it gave us like the opportunity to really start the podcast because we were gonna start it anyways but i got furloughed from i worked in the medical field um, as my day job, and I got furloughed because we couldn't get a PPE to protect us against patients <laughs> and COVID. So Ooh. I got furloughed for like two months, and I was like, "Yay, I can like throw myself into the podcast." And so we were like four weeks ahead of schedule when we released our first episode. So it and it kind of gave us the time to figure out what works and what doesn't. So you know, silver lining. I mean, I wish we all didn't have to go through COVID, yeah. but it did give a lot of people the opportunity to kind of like see what they could do and kind of just give things a shot that they probably wouldn't normally. Yeah. So that's a cool, like, a cool story. I love that. And I love how, like, she read your script and told you she loved your script. I mean, that's really, really cool. She seems like a very, I've never met the lady, but she seems like a really nice lady just from the story you just told us about her even. Yeah, she seems sweet. Yeah, she's awesome. I mean, um, I, you know, um, a pretty shy guy trying to, you know, get a little more comfortable and everything, but she could just tell, uh, after we had, you know, filmed everything, she was kind enough to kind of call me and we had a pretty long conversation and it was just like, uh, I was just still starstruck. I still am. It's like, you know, obviously I talk to her sometimes still about the movie and, you know, things like that and give her updates and it's still just like, um, you're the, like, it, it's like, you're that person in those films I love. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it is. It's cool to meet, like, I don't know, maybe she's not your hero, but to meet, like, your heroes. Yes. But, which leads me into another question. I kind of want to ask you, Jake, how was the casting process for this film? Because I felt, I was telling Katie, I felt like you had a little bit of everything. You had, um, you had actors with IMBD credits. I felt like you maybe had some local actor, actors, and then you also had some family in the movie. So how, how did things come about with casting? Um, yeah, uh, so <laughs> it was, it was kind of inter- interest, um, interesting how, how it happened. I mean, I, you know, we had an original short, and... Uh, I, I kind of had casted just friends who I thought I could act, thought could act, 
And I don't know if you guys do this, but <laughs> yeah. I've been doing it since I was a kid where I will meet someone and I'll be like, this person could play this type of person in a movie. And I'll keep that yes, thought to myself. Yes, but... yes, <laughs> yes. So every, I, almost every I, performer I, I meet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Chad and Harrison um, are really similar to their characters of Chad and McGarrison, <laughs> where... Uh, you know, Chad is just really just heart of gold, nice guy, like super genuine. And I, you know, I was like, I, you know, so I kind of did that. And I, and I, you know, he had no acting experience, but I think Chad does a really great job and uh, Harrison as well. And um, so I'd kind of done that where I'd, I'd had people who I knew had a little bit of experience or maybe not, but I thought could do it. And they were similar to, to other characters. And um the only real act, the only two real actors I had on the first short were Jim Gloyd and David Ogrodowski, who played Sheriff Locke. And I mean, I mean, like I wrote, and he just brought Sheriff Locke to life so well. So I had that first short, and I, yeah. I went through some festivals, and it, uh, you know, it did, it got great laughs to the festivals it went to, but. I have to say, most festivals have very serious films, uh, and you know sometimes they have comedy. But most of the ones I went to, I would follow up after a couple of serious films, so it would do really well because people had to, you know, kind of be somber and silent, and then all of a sudden they get to laugh and yeah. kind of have fun again. And so, <clears throat> so that led me to, and I will give this you know tip to a filmmaker starting out. That I do not believe in film festivals anymore. I've kind of seen behind the scenes. They're they are very. We'll, we'll just say you know don't spend too much money on festivals. It's kind of you know a racket. <laughs> but you know, anyways. <laughs> but yeah. the, you know, submit to local local ones. But the ones that are bigger, I've found out from higher ups that you need an agent. And there's these backdoor things that kind of happen. So I don't want people spending $50 on film festivals anymore. When... Sorry, I'm going to rabbit hole. But through that, I, I met um, people and more actors. And I obviously had the short. And that's kind of um, gives you credibility. Because some people will say, well, don't make something because it's going to suck. Well, it's like, it might suck, but you finish something and... The sad thing I just heard the other day from this really good actress is she just said nothing yeah. she's ever done has been finished. And I was like, I was heartbroken hearing that. It's like, how could someone take your Aww. performance that you've put such hard work and then just not finish the film? Anyways. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, there's um, there's a local film that Britt was in that my ex-boyfriend was in. And they literally, I went to the premiere, which was like, it was like a local premiere. But it was like... It, it it was well received. I will say honestly, it probably seems like it had about the same budget you guys had, but your camera work was like twenty times better than this film was, and it won something at a festival, which I was a little surprised about. But they they gave it their all, and it was like a passion project. But they have never released that movie, and Brit's never gotten to see no, it. No, I've never gotten and to see it. And she was I I don't even I didn't know she was in it yeah. when I saw it, so I didn't even know to look out for her. And so, also, they, my ex-boyfriend, they lost all of his audio, and instead of calling him to say, like, hey, sir, will you come and re-record this, um, they just had the director 
read all of his dialogue, and he voiced over, like, four or five actors. So, like, he had an IMDb credit. It was, like, his first IMDb credit, but, like, it wasn't his own voice. And it was, like, he only lived, like, three hours away from the guy. So it was, like, you could have just, like, called. So it was very, like, so at least you finished the movie, and your sound and uh, yeah. camera work was really, really oh, good, yeah. which I think is one of the hardest things to achieve with, like, an independent film especially. Yeah. That seems to be the thing. I don't know if you're a fan of Red Letter Media on YouTube, but they watch a lot of B-movies. Um, they're one of my personal favorite YouTube channels, and... Um, they, like, almost every movie that they watch has, like, crazy terrible sound. So, not only did your movie look good, but it sounded really good, too. And I was, like, super impressed for the crisp sound. And nobody yeah. sounded like they were ADR'd, even if they were. So, that's pretty yeah, I hate, yeah. I hate ADR. I can tell most of the time when people do it. So, it was a goal of mine to get, like, all on-set sound. So, I did have to ADR for some things. We just couldn't help it. But, yeah, I agree. I just want to say, um, Katie, that uh, yes, I know I know of your love of Red Letter Media since I'm a fan of the show. I uh, I love them also, but the thing with them is they're they're the yes. perfect film school, but they never leave your mind. And there's been so many times where I've had to fix little details because Rich and Mike and Jay are sitting there uh-huh. going, ha-ha, this, ha-ha, uh-huh. that. And I'm like, how do I fix it? <laughs> I, can't, I can't let them down. Yeah. Um, but yes. it's a curse yeah. because, so because any movie you watch, they'll still be in your head, and you'll just start noticing flaw, 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 flaw. <laughs> they, they're always in my head. And I was going to say, um, on, a, on a funny note, because you began like, oh, you know, have you ever saw characters or like your friends as certain characters in movies so the first time I watched Clay Zombie um Clay Zombies and as you probably already know Jake I have a I have a hearing issue so I usually watch things with close captioning on and uh I didn't get all the names of the characters the first time around so I subtitled them as as certain things so I, I did to too. reference and actually for Alex, um, who plays Timothy, I put the scientist who reminds me of my nephew. So <laughs> I, I named everyone after their character traits. Yeah. Because I was just trying to like keep track of everybody and I was like, vampire hunter. <laughs> really cool military lady with short hair. Oh, I put I put girl actually I put Jess as girl who loves supernatural because she has the supernatural tattoo. Okay, so I don't watch supernatural, <laughs> so I didn't get that. I was just like, she has a cool tattoo. Yeah. That's cool. She has a cool name, Jess Radar. I mean, Radar is an awesome That last is name. a really cool last name. Yeah. That's cool. Um, let's see. Do we have, I guess we're already in the interview. We'll do like what we watched at the end. So do we have any more, do you have another question, Britt? I have a, I have a lot of questions. Um, I do too. But I, I know we should probably <laughs> break certain ones up. My husband actually wanted me to ask you two very specific questions. He watched a movie with me. Uh, he wanted to know why clay zombies? Like, out of all the zombies, what made you decide to go in the direction of clay zombies? Uh, yeah, so, um, pretty awesome. It's So, I knew I wanted to make a zombie movie. Kind of what inspired it was I was tired of watching these zombie movies and never hearing people talk about, like, going back and getting their pet. You know what I mean? Like... There was like four seasons of Walking Dead and not one person has a pet or goes back for a pet. And I know it's probably a production nightmare and that's why there's not usually pets. I, I heard like Norman Reedus had to beg to get dog on Walking Dead so, now. But anyway, um, so I was tired of 
animals getting this kind of the short end of the stick. Aww. And I was like, uh, what if I make one about somebody who, f- who literally has to fight through the apocalypse, try to get their dog, right? And I was like, okay, so yes. That's how how do I do this? And I was like, well, I want to make a real zombie movie. So, you know, I was not making much money at the time. Still still don't, but I was like, you know, early 20 or early mid 20s when I made the first one, and it's like Same I'm uh, not making that much money at all and uh anyways, so I reached out to a few official, you know, makeup artists and I was like, yeah, there's no way I can afford this. No way. Uh at the time. So, <laughs> I uh, I remembered I could do stop motion and it wouldn't uh, you know be a lot more cost effective and I was thinking um, you know I'd made a mud monster for a little sci-fi thing I'd done with my friends when I was younger and I was like I can just do it like that they'll they'll look like these zombies and um, I can just add them in and it'll be kind of neat like we don't really see these weird creature features anymore and we don't see stop motion anymore and people will argue you know well, that's because CGI is better. And it's like, well, yeah, but this movie is super tongue-in-cheek and funny, and that's part of the joke. It's like these silly zombies. So that's kind of what it came from. It was, you know, it's what you have to do when you have a lack of budget. It's like, what? how can I creative out of not having money? And uh, that's kind of... And Chad, we were working together um, back then. Um, we used to uh, work on um, uh, different... Uh, mechanical things together and and, uh he was i was telling him about the idea he was one of the first people i told about the idea to and i was like and and i could have these zombies made of clay and he's like oh man that'd be so much work though jake you you, uh you gotta you know show people fighting them and stuff like that and i was like well no because even if they just touch you you'll turn so you know it'll it'll be uh it won't be that hard because you know well, obviously, when I ended up making the feature film, like I, I had to show them them fighting on. But with the first short, it was just them shooting, and only a couple people died. But it was like when I started the feature, and I was like, yeah, they're gonna have to fight them in person. I was like, oh crap, how am I gonna do it? But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's why I play zombies instead of regular. Honestly, it kind of it looks pretty believable. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I will say they looked pretty well integrated. Yeah, honestly. I mean, like, obviously, it's a horror comedy. You know, we're pretty big fans of horror comedy. Last year, we introduced everyone to Reanimator, which yeah. is one of the best horror comedies in the whole wide world. Yes. Um, I laughed hysterically throughout yeah. that movie. And uh, I think that was what they intended. And I think whether you're laughing at it at its expense, like The Room or Birdemic, um, or you're laughing at it on purpose, at least you're entertained. Like, look at Tommy Wiseau. He has an entire career of being weird and having screenings of his terrible um, his terrible movie that is just a, a glamour project. And, uh, yeah. yeah. You know. But this movie is not The Room. This movie actually, like, is way, way better production value than the room, guys. Like, I, I'm not I even kidding. I also think Clay Zombies, one of my favorite things about Clay Zombies is that it's very self-aware. Yes. And I like that about this movie. Yeah, I knew when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, they're self-aware. Okay, yeah. I can get behind this. I'm yeah. very excited. Exactly. Like, you you guys were having fun. Like, you had a mission, but you also weren't taking yourselves just way too seriously. And I, I, I did like that. 
Um, I, I actually love that you brought up the idea of, um, of, you know, a horror movie where you go back to get your pet because yes. that's something I've literally bitched about to Katie over and over and over again for over a year now. Yeah, we constantly have a, did the animal survive yeah. conversation? Yeah. Like a warning. Well, not only that, movie. but nowadays millennials are so crazy. Our people in our <laughs> age generation are so crazy about their dogs and their cats. It's like, look guys, you yep. can't keep making scary movies and not including mm. dogs and yeah. cats. I it's not realistic right now have point. a security camera on my dog oh, because yeah. he is sitting oh yeah in we, the other we room. got four cameras when i'm at work during the day i'm like what's mabel riley and bowser doing at any given time and you just doing, pop up one of those cameras and look at them i'm i'm obsessed with mine which is why i do appreciate um when we get into the discussion about the clay zombie film and the plot um there's a scene i really really liked that i kind of was like i loved it me and my husband both looked at each other and we're like yeah that's us like and Katie, did you have the next question? Uh, sure. Uh, I think we already we already asked. Like, did we ask about COVID stuff? Like, how hard was it to film with COVID going on? And like, what was your biggest struggle filming? Um, that's a great question too. Um, you guys are hitting me with the good the good cues. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> thankfully, most of the movie was done. Like, most of it was in the can. The only thing. Uh, there's only a few things we filled post-COVID. Um, it was a good thing because it was like COVID hit and I had a goal and it was like, you know what? I'm not in a rush to do this because I want to wait to be able to release this in a theater. So I'll just delay it a year and I was trying to think of different things to do to make the story better and just other things to enhance. And um, uh, the first the first 15 minutes was that original short. So once Diane Franklin signed on, it was like, okay, I can't keep the first 15 minutes from that original short. It is horrible. So we refilmed the first short. Oh, cool. And uh, that only took a couple days. And uh, and then all of the scenes with um, Dr. Porcelain, which, like, I, I can't believe I ever even thought about releasing the movie before adding those. I love those scenes so much. Um, so... Yeah, it was thankfully just still editing a lot of things we'd already shot in 2019 and um, 2020. And, uh, well, yeah, so I think the dance party, uh, porcelain scenes, and only a few other things were filmed during the actual pandemic. And So everyone had to socially distance while they were dancing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think... The lucky thing about the dance scene is the vaccines had just come out. Oh, okay. And everybody was fully vaxxed. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, that that was still technically. I, I mean, it's still technically during the pandemic. But yeah, since we were all vaccinated, it wasn't as bad as some right. of the other ones. Yeah, that was that was hard. I was the the stuff we actually filmed. It was you know masks on unless you're on camera and if you're on camera you know obviously you've got to still socially distance yeah. and i you know you have to have the hand sanitizer and yeah it is, followed all the rules crazy. they posted that was really difficult i bet oh speaking of dogs did you want to ask about the puppies oh no i know i did i i know the puppies are the the little bit more emotionally hitting so i thought we could we could ask more of the fun questions and then get okay to, to the puppies okay the, but i didn't forget about the puppies, the puppies. um m- my husband Taylor also wanted to know what camera did you use to kind of record most of Clay Zombies? Um, yeah, so the um, Panasonic GH5 
was uh, for the majority of the film, and uh, it's a it's an awesome camera. It's it's um, it's got built-in um, stabilization, and mm. it's it's great for indie artists. I mean, it's uh, you know it's obviously not like the you know eighty thousand dollar red or anything mm. like that, but that's to keep people in perspective though the the person who filmed you know the the majority of the movie and like the most gorgeous shots was my dp dan stemmen and he's an emmy winning guy so like just because you pick up the panasonic gh5 if you're listening to this like right. don't be discouraged if you know <laughs> your shots aren't looking like the the uh emmy winning guy or at least uh and that that's you know I loved watching him because I wanted to learn camera better too. And, you know, obviously schedules weren't going to line up all the time. So sometimes I'd have to shoot and, um, it was just great to learn from him and his eye of just having to see things. But yeah, that's, that's the camera we used. Um, I'm not sure what lenses Dan used when I used one, I would just use a, a 25 millimeter and just like a standard wide. Okay. So, I was going to ask, so you have a very funny script, and I know you wrote the script, but how much of the how much of the script was in the final film versus how much of it became improv? Because I felt like you couldn't have all these actors and not some improv sneak in a little bit too. Yeah, that's the that's the thing is, um, I uh, you know, I didn't know if it was just me or if it was a rare director trait, but I love. Um, when, you know, someone would come to me and be like, hey, look, you know, I've been thinking about this character and I think they would say or do this here. What do you think? And I, I love that. It's, and, you know, a lot of times peop- the actors care enough that it's a it's a good idea. And um, so it, it was pretty awesome. One person who was the king of getting hilarious lines in was um, Alex Caperton, who plays uh, Timothy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, he seemed very improv, like, but well improv. Kind of, like you could tell, it was like this is coming from the heart or yeah. somewhere. I don't know, somewhere inside. So <laughs> it was funny. I liked him and um, the vampire hunter guy had some really good one-liners. Oh yeah, he was pretty hilarious. What was the, what was his name? Jermaine, Jermaine Jackson, Jermaine Kristoff, Kristoff. Yes, yes. I wrote everyone Christoph, down by yes. character traits, so I'd remember them better. He was one of the ones where. Um, I'd seen him in some short films in, in Ohio and, uh, I was like, I love this guy. Like everything he did Aww. was like, um, it, it came easy. Like the comedy for him, it was like, oh my gosh, this guy's so funny and he makes it look so easy. He was very funny. Yeah. And he was so great. It was like when he finally signed up and we were on set and talking and I was like, you know, everything you do is so funny. And he's like, you know, comedy is actually hard for me. And I was like what like (laughs) you're hilarious like uh he's like yeah i have to work at it and um, (laughs) what yeah (laughs) yeah and you know uh so he 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 did a little improv that's why people go to improv classes a la michael scott (laughs) yeah and you know gabe kirk who played emilio he was like he's also one to throw me off and do something hilarious and it's like you know ruin a take and uh but then you have fun bloopers, so it's all good. You know, everyone yeah. likes a good blooper reel. Yeah, and so, yeah, he, he improved a lot, too. And, uh, you know, Dave Ogredowski, Sheriff Locke, there was there was some pretty good ones he got in there, too. So, it was, yeah, so, I mean, I'd say... Wait, 
Did the sheriff come up with paprika or you? That was one that I was curious about. <laughs> the paprika lines. That was that was that was me. Um, I don't know why I liked that so okay. much. It was just like, what if he just instead of just saying it, gets out a little bottle and. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. Yeah, why not? Why not? I also love the lady in the bear hat. Her, she, I like laughed hysterically. I woke my dog up from napping. I laughed so hard at her little retort to the, I got guns right here. Oh, no, actually, they're in my car. I was like, oh, that was perfect, perfect line delivery. It was very funny. Yeah. I kind of wish she was in it a little bit more. I liked her. Yeah. I feel like people will, I, you know, I'm, I, I really thank you for saying that, Katie. I'm going to, I'm going to tell her you said that, uh, yeah, she she just nailed it, and yeah, everybody yeah. on set always cracked up when she did that to poor Chad. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think I was thinking that might happen, where people would say they wanted her in it more and more of Tony. But it, those were all reshoots, where like the rest of the movie was already done. So it was like, I was like, man, you guys did an awesome job, but like the rest of the movie's kind of already done. So I hope it's. You know, oh, but you know, I guess yeah. people leaving, leaving. Next one, yeah, next, next one. one. <laughs> yep. So sorry, I kind of went roundabout, but I'd say maybe twenty to fifteen percent improv, and then the rest of it was pretty structured. You know, and the thing with me is like I write a script, and I just say it's this, it's like the spine, it's not the guts, it's not the skin, it's just the spine, and I always tell my actors like if this is you know. Just say it how your character would say it. I don't, you know, the script is not God, at least not for me. Yeah, I think it's good to be flexible. Like, obviously, you need to have structure. Like, you don't want to have a boyhood situation where everyone's improving everything and you, you know. You, oh, I'm a, I don't like boyhood. Um, it's like, you know, you, you film it for like, what, 12 years? How many years was it? Forever? Yeah, it was, 12 years it was to make? 12 years, yeah. And then there's like no structure to your plot, and you're just like, Okay, why did I watch that? But all right. Um, you know, but you got, you can't be so rigorous that you can't, like, do flexibility. Like, And it seemed like everyone had a really good time filming. You could yeah. tell the energy was palpable. So, obviously, you had a really healthy environment for work, which is not always very common. So yeah, very, very important. Impressive. Yes. Most impressive. So, which leads me to one of my last questions. So, did you write the character of Jack for yourself, or did that just over time become you? Oof. Yeah, that was a rough one. It was, uh, it was kind of, I had a person in mind for it and this was before I had ever, um, made anything. Right. So I didn't have a rep. I didn't have anything to my name and they were, they were like, no, I don't want to do it. And it was just kind of the deadline was approaching and I hadn't found anybody and they're like, yeah, you know, I think my wife just finally talked me into it. She's like, Jake, just do it. Like, you know, you want to act, just go ahead and do it. And so I did the first short and then, you know, I, uh, I didn't want to do it anymore. I figured I'd recast myself, but then, um, we'd filmed like more things where I was, if I, I don't know, it's just things worked out where if I could do it over again, I probably would cast someone else just because it was, it was, um, it's incredibly difficult process. Like I would say to anybody who wants to um, make their first feature or whatever, if you want to be an actor too, I would just say, you know, just 
<laughs> for your first maybe don't because I mean I was lucky where I had you know an AD <laughs> and a you know my wife was pretty much on set all the time as you know uh my first AD and then I had another uh and you know I could trust them when I wasn't you know able to watch the camera or whatever but I it's just it's such a hard process if you didn't have people you could trust so you're you're, you know, so you're acting and it's like, well, did they get the shot while I was acting or, but yeah, to, to make it short and sweet. Yeah. Um, and then I bet that, that kind of distracts your performance too, right? Because you're like, oh, thinking about that. So, but I think, I think you did a good job. I did, I did too. I did too. And I, I, I'm kind of surprised to hear that, that that wasn't the original intentions, but I, I, I kind of think it's cool too, that you're like. You're very honest and straightforward, like saying, "Hey, this is what happened." But in retrospect, I kind of wish that it was different. So um, that's really interesting. I'm glad. I, that's a question I'm, I'm glad I kind of asked now too. So that's really cool. Um, Katie, did you have any questions? Other questions before? The only other question I had was: so we already talked about like kind of the clay zombies and um, stuff, but. When you did, like, the buildings exploded, were those models? I was just curious, because if they were, they were really good models. That was um, CGI, yeah. Um, that was uh, done by um, oh, wow. this guy, Nick Shaheen. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. great thing about networking is, you know, uh, Alex Caperton, who played Timothy, like, he's just the... <laughs> that guy, like, he is the best person at networking I've ever seen, and... Uh, you know, he knew Nick Shaheen and, uh, it was like, I knew for certain shots in the movie, I just, it wasn't feasible to try to do stop motion and all this stuff, especially when there's so many crowds. So yeah, that's, that's how I did it is I, um, I, uh, yeah, I reached out to Nick and he did those in CGI. That's cool. It was good CGI though. Yeah. Like, cause sometimes CGI can look faker yeah. than... Like, just doing a little model. So it actually looked really good because I was like, is it? I was like, that seems like a lot to build physically. Like, but it kind of looked like a model. So you did a good job. It was good. Yeah. So I know um, in this movie, you have your sweet baby Sandy, who I know you lost in January. Um, She crossed the Rainbow Bridge. And I'm so sorry to hear about that. Um, And I know um, that Sandy was... A pity, and I know um, bringing awareness to how unfair pities are treated is a very near and dear cause to your heart. Um, did you want to talk with us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, I didn't actually know the statistics. I just found out the uh, the other day. My wife is is big into rescue, but it's ninety ninety three percent of the pits who end up going to the shelter end up getting euthanized and i guess only one in 600 ever actually get adopted in a forever home oh my god i just hope i hope the movie does do a good job of pitbull advocacy i mean i i think that was just her that was sandy how sweet she was in the film though let me tell you a quick story so uh the scene where she's getting dog napped um there was actually a school field trip going on that day mm-hmm. at that at that uh, park, and um, she she sat down, and they're like a, the group of kids before they got on the bus made a line in front of her, and they each pet her on the head, and she give them a kiss, and they get on the bus, Aww. 
And it was like, you know, just one of those sweet things where, you know, I had no idea what was going on because I was directing somewhere else and my wife's like, yeah, I was, uh, we were, I was going to take Sandy home and you won't believe what happened. And it's, that's just who she was. So I'm just hoping that people see this nice. and they're like, man, that nice, sweet dog that, uh, you know, that, uh, it's just a great though. That's, that's who she was. That's who pits are. They're not, you know, they're not the stereotype. So that's, that's, that's my goal for the movie. I really hope besides hopefully giving people some laughs and, and having something to have a good time with and, you know, maybe even, uh, yeah. Get a little, get a little nice message for the dogs in there too. Well, I know I was very uh, attached to the dog byline because I was like, "No, is the is the dog going to be okay? We we need to know this." And it's literally every time her sweet face was on the <laughs> so screen, um, we just went, "Oh!" Like yeah. every single time, it's just like you get like I can imagine that like from our bedroom, you just hear the "Oh." I meant to ask, um, was Sandy, I know Sandy was a rescue dog. Was she a shelter rescue dog? Was she adopted from the shelter? Yes. Uh, her story is kind of a weird one where it was like she had got adopted, given back, got adopted, given back, was in the shelter for I don't know how long, and um, we, and that's when we adopted her. So I'm not sure, like, what all her history was, but, um, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we adopted her from the shelter. That's and that's kind of what you guys were hitting on earlier. Is um, we were doing a, um, a small little commercial for um, uh, someone who donates a lot to the rescue my wife works for, and um, the sh- we filmed it at the shelter, and it was like it was kind of like you guys just said. It was just like pipple, pipple, pipple. <laughs> it was like every single one. It was like I mean, there was maybe a lab here or there, and you know, a couple other dogs, but it was just like holy crap. Aww. Um, I wanted to ask if you're comfortable. Is it okay if we feature Sandy as uh, the fur baby on Fur Baby Friday? Because um, October 1st, October is actually um, National Adopt-A-Shelter Pet Month. And would you be okay with us featuring her as our Fur Baby Friday? Oh my gosh, I'd love that. That'd be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, she was, she was my, my good buddy. So it's, it's great. I appreciate you saying that. It means a lot. Oh, you're welcome. We loved her. Yeah, we loved her. She's such a sweetie. You could just tell she was a sweetie. Yeah, you can tell she was a sweet, sweet baby and a a very, very good friend. And I feel bad because I'm starting to tear up over here. I know. We get get teary about puppies. Like... Uh, I don't. You probably grew up watching Homeward Bound too, and I can't watch the end. <laughs> yeah. We literally had to cut this from a podcast episode, but we started talking about. We didn't even watch it. We were talking about it, and we just started both bawling our eyes out. And we were just like, and then he comes up the hill, and he's like, Peter, my boy. And it's just like I don't know. I had a golden retriever growing up too. She also would watch Homeward Bound with us too, and it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you don't cry during that scene in Homeward Bound or during Auntie and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, like, you have no soul. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't know. Trauma's coming back. Oh, no. No. Not Auntie. Why did that make me cry? It's an aunt, but it made me cry so hard. Oh, God. Yeah, I think that was one for me as a kid, too. This is why people wonder why millennials are so obsessed with their pets. It's because you made these things. And we're like, and with that. And with that. <laughs> and with that. And with that. I guess, do you, we don't want to go into, like, crazy spoilers because we want to see, we want people to see the movie. 
Definitely. Um, but we can go, like, light plot points. Yeah. I think. Do you have a synopsis for your film? Like, what is the synopsis? Because we, we always make up our own, but, like, it would be nice. Like, I'm sure you have one written, like, for PR. What is your, like, what is your synopsis of the film? Shoot. That's one thing I've always been horrible with. Uh, I'd say. Us too, honestly. Uh, syn- so, no judgment. I'd say after and you know, an absent-minded doctor, while trying to prevent the apocalypse, accidentally creates it. Uh, <laughs> it's fair. <laughs> it's a it's a movie about um, people just trying to make their way through the clay apocalypse, and it's about a, a guy trying to get um, get back to his beloved dog, I guess. But you know, there's tons of puns, yeah, guns. It's the most important part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, puns, guns, and gratuitous clay violence. There oh, you yeah. go. That's, that's a, a, that that's a, a good great, rating. That is a good rating. Puns, guns, and gratuitous, gratuitous violence. violence. That might actually have to be our rating for this. Yeah. Um. Amazing. So, so Clay Zombies is like it's a horror comedy. Um. I would say pretty family friendly for a movie. Yeah. I mean, there's, I some, there's some there's some clay violence. There's but, some clay violence. Yeah, but nothing too too crazy. I feel no. And you know, there's there's a cute dog. Yes. And there's a lot of funny moments, and I feel like it's pretty pretty safe. I don't know. Were you going for family friendly, or was it just it happened to be like just more lighthearted, and that's kind of how it ended up? That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. It it was I. I wanted it to have that feeling where. When you're a little kid and you get to watch something and it's like cool and it feels like it might be a little bit out of your age range. Like if you were like nine and you get to watch PG-13 and you're like, oh, I get to watch uh, this PG-13 movie mm-hmm. with my parents or whatever. So it just kind of rides that line where it's like it's 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 mostly kind of adult humor but a kid would enjoy it, and it's not too dark. There are some pretty hilarious slides that got cut because there was F-bombs dropped and stuff. And <laughs> it's not that I was against it, but I was like, you know, yeah. I, I would like pe- kids to be able to watch it. So it was like, eh. I mean, there was like a part where um, Jessica was like, like, Emilio's a little bitch. <laughs> I don't know, it really cracked me up, but... <laughs> It was is a smart move. I feel like it was a smart move to do that because I think you have a broader audience that way. So like I feel like this movie is kind of that level, like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Not quite as adult as Ghostbusters, but there's enough adult stuff where adults will laugh. I could see like a child being actually afraid of a clay zombie because I would be that child that would have yeah. been afraid of the clay zombie. They kind of look like the creepers from Minecraft too. So yeah. if you have I mean, all the kids still I think they still play Minecraft. I don't know. I never but I love the Sims, but I never got I super would think into the Minecraft. Clay zombies were cooler when i was older though then i would want to dress up as one yeah yeah if you grew up with this movie so yeah i feel like it's i think it's a good range because it's pretty like i feel like most people could watch this and just have an enjoyable experience yeah they'd be great for halloween especially like if you have like tweens this gave me like murder party vibes in a way. Yes. Because it was like, oh, I think this would be a fun movie to watch with a, a room full of people. Yes. Yeah. It would be a great Halloween party movie, mm-hmm. um, which it will be streaming. Do you know what platforms you're going to be streaming it on, by the way? Um, it's looking like the best option is going to be Amazon Prime. And that'll, I think, it's going to, I'm pushing it back a little bit. It'll probably be like, it'll either be like, 
Halloweenish on the dot or like November first ish. That's what I, that's what it's looking like. And with with, with that. that. You'll hear me every so often, I'm like, because I know the way me and her talk, I'm like, and with that. And with that. We're going to get into a little bit of the plot of this movie. Are we going to get super into the plot? Not super into the okay. plot. Just a little bit in the plot. Okay. So, I I, I don't know. So, we're, we're new with this. We're new with this because this is a movie that obviously hasn't been re- live released. So, guys out there listening, we are officially in spoiler territory in three, two, one. Spoilers. We're not going to spoil the entire movie for you guys because no. you really just need to watch it. Come on. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, you know, go, I, go support an independent film artist. I, I encourage you guys as much as as much as I'm, I'm tempted to listen to Katie and Britt. A lot of times when I want to listen to the podcast but haven't seen the movie yet, you know, I'd really appreciate it if you'd just wait and check out the movie first. <laughs> You should. So what we what we can tell you is that this movie actually begins with Dr. Clayton Mulder. And I thought it was funny <laughs> because literally they are clay zombies because it's Clayton zombies. So clay zombies. Did you mean that? Like <laughs> Um, you know, uh I think I might steal that from you. Uh <laughs> No, I um, no. That's that's smart, Britt. That's smart. No, I, I think oh. his name was just Doctor Mulder, and then I was like, what would be the stupidest name he could have? How about Clayton? Oh, <laughs> because uh-huh. I thought maybe I thought it was maybe a double name because they're made of clay, but they're also literally Clayton zombies. Like I, I thought, I thought that was a thing. So yeah. that, that's smart. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm gonna from now on though. Uh, you know. People who listen to this podcast will know, but from now on, when people ask me, I'll be like, "Yeah, it's actually double meaning. It's got because uh, it's Clayton Mulder zombies yeah, and they're Clayton. You, you got to go hard. You got to go hard for the artsy crowd. Yeah, yeah. Everything has a double meaning. Yes, absolutely. That means that turtles hold the key I'm, to the universe. Definitely. I'm definitely. like, I'm like that student in your English class. I'm like, was the door red? Because it, there's a passionate person that lives behind the door you're just like no honey the door is red but if you want to you want to think of it that way you can't but we we do know that dr Mulder meets with his journalist friend ted and he he's saying you know he's like you're the only journalist i know and i need to demonstrate how to protect yourself from this he i'm i'm paraphrasing from this epidemic that's about to happen but then he accidentally touches the clay and and then he has a bad day he has a bad day because he <laughs> becomes a clay zombie and then there's a wonderful song which might be my favorite i love it song. so it's by fire tiger i love yes. that this song gets stuck in your head you want to talk about music that gets stuck in your head they they uh when I first heard that, when they sent it to me, like I couldn't help it. I had to, I had to jump up and dance. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was awesome. That's my style. Like uh, you know, I know it's a lot of people are saying it's overplayed, and it's like, it's like, uh, but you know, it might be overplayed, but it's it's what I like. It's like I, I like that stuff. You know. So it was like, oh, everybody's doing 80s is, I guess, what I meant more so. And- I mean, the thing is, like, if it's what you like, then it's going to be received better if it's something that you're passionate about. So whether it's clay zombies, eighties nostalgia, or, you know, whatever, like if you're passionate about it, it's going to show through. So, and it obviously they had a really fun time writing the song. Cause it sounded like a fun song, but I love that we kind of have this like, like black and white, like, Oh, there's chaos, chaos. And it's like a nice way to introduce like the zombie, the clay apocalypse. 
And um, I love all the puns. It's great. Um, and there's built in there. Uh, and then so we kind of go back to before it began. Yeah, two days earlier. So yeah. as Dr. Mulder and scientist Timothy are working with little girl Abigail. Um, telekinetic. Was, it, was this a throwback to the beginning of Ghostbusters with the the boy and the girl and the telekinetic cards? Well, you, you know I had to give some Ghostbusters love homage in there. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's all good. But they are interrupted um, by Emilio Answorth, who is obviously the bad guy in this yeah. movie. He's pretty, he's pretty chaotically evil. Um, yes. But in a really good way, he he really uh, eats the scenes alive when he's on <laughs> camera. He's great. Yeah, he's great. He is. And then the, the next scene, good evil laugh. Too. Good evil laugh. The next scene is that um, this is how actually I do like little bulletins, and I'm like Tim and Jessica have a conversation about science. <laughs> science. <laughs> it's not really that simple, but it's just the way they I do. remember the scene. <laughs> She gives him a little pep talk. A little dynamic duo. And um, they. I think that's when they go... No, uh, so he goes back in. And I feel like you were about to say something. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I just... Um, yeah, I, I like that scene. I, I think I just... Um, Jessica is kind of based on, like, uh, like, different aspects of, like, the real, like, my heroes who are, like, strong women in, in my life because... It's like she's, um, she, I don't know, you know, obviously it's a goofy movie, but like the fact that she's so strong, but then she's also able to like, uh, have this empathy and stuff. So yeah, that's like, that was kind of, um, the, the point of that scene was just to show that, you know, they've got this good friendship and she's strong, but she's also you know, empathetic. I just thought of this, but I also like that there's not, there's a little bit of a love story between a couple characters, but it's more of like a wink and a nod. And I think that's a, it's, it's nice. It's refreshing. Cause I think sometimes that can be distracting from the fun. Eventually the sheriff and the FBI director kind of like wink, wink at each other, but it's, it's nice and light and fun. Yes, it is. It's like, it's so you're, you're, you're establishing these relationships between these people. Um, and the next scene, so Amelia talks to Dr. Porcelain, who we know is truly evil because she experiments on animals and she likes it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, she's maybe even more evil. I don't like her. She's pretty like, good, though. Yeah. She's, she's good. And yeah, she has a good evil laugh, too. She does have a really good evil yeah. laugh. So. And she's a really good, like, evil laboratory. Um, and she's got, uh, they're talking about, like, using the clay and how he's going to steal the clay from Dr. Well, Mulder. Yeah, so, yeah, it sets it up. And he's telekinetic. Yeah. Just, he, just to slide he, that in. He is telekinetic, so, yes. And so, it and slides then, into his DMs. So, I, I'm, I'm trying to keep <laughs> um, ahead of everything, but we have the FBI director and Lieutenant Kickoffs. Uh, yes. They talk to... Britt, I am I, really you know impressed with you. I don't know if... The, she Thank took really good notes. I, I um I feel bad. I, I, I kind of lost it in some places. I watched the movie twice, but I didn't do my step by step notes. But okay, the guy literally looked like um Russell Wyatt. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From the, uh, Overlord. The, I'm I'm retired, no you're not guy. Oh Justin will love to see yeah. Uh, Justin Is it Chet? Um Cass. Cass Cass Cass. 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 He, he'd love to hear you guys say that. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, yeah, it's a uh, Justin that'll play Cassidy. Yeah, um, and I just want to say real quick, I meant the the fact that you uh, said kick ass, and I mean I can't tell you how many times I'd said people would be like Lieutenant Kick Ass. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you have to say kick ass, or it's not funny. <laughs> or to me, anyway, it's like AUS, it's German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're basically like, hey. You got it. You're no longer retired because um, there's a bad guy. It, I'm paraphrasing. No, I'm but it's it's funny. And also, yeah. the FBI director has a giant yeah, and uh, she gul- big gulp, she's and she's always drinking water. out of it. Yeah, it's very funny. She is, but she's like, you're no longer she's retired. Hydrated. You got a friend. He, he it's like, no, you got to go back to Ohio. He's like, oh, I got a friend there. And Wink, winkers, and yeah. he calls. He calls the journal. No, 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 because. No. They're friends, so he, and she's like, and that's where we, I think this is the second time we hear the movie's catchphrase, which is, don't touch the, the clay, clay, you'll have, have a, a bad, bad day. day. So, second time, <laughs> so we we know now we have the first rule of the clay apocalypse established, which is you don't touch the clay. Yeah. Um, but it can't touch your clothes, which I'm glad they established that, because, like, that's what I always wonder. I'm like, what are the rules here? Like, can we, can we touch the clothes? Can we yes. wear gloves? Or yeah, are you just going to turn the into a zombie? And so the next scene is that, and this is where I'm like, oh shit, Jake, you got a little bit real here because Emilio actually shoots Abigail with the chromatron conductor. Yes. And she becomes the first clay zombie. I'm like, oh my God, Which, you killed the kid. The, like, the, <laughs> Abigail was a really good child actor. Um, yeah. And she obviously was having fun yelling at adults, and I loved it. And I was like, too bad she couldn't have been in costume, because I bet it would be really fun to be, like, eight or nine and be in a clay zombie costume and just be, like, biting people. It would be super fun. Yeah, and I love it because you keep the camera going back to Abigail, so you see her, like, slowly decaying more and more every time. Like, she literally has her little blonde hair, but then it falls off, but then it's, like, more of her... Also, face. now we know Emilio yeah. is evil. Yeah, Emilio's definitely because evil. Because he shot a evil. kid. Yeah. And he's, like... And then he just... I love that he, like, he like quietly says that he's telekinetic, and you're, like, oh, okay, 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 guys. Um, and he's... And then, uh... But he's knocked out by Jess. He's knocked out by Jess, because yeah. Jess is, like, the Sarah Connor of this movie. Yes. And she's just, like, hell no. And she's, like... And is a little bit of an airplane reference. I picked the wrong day to come check on you guys. Um, too bad. I mean, you couldn't t- say that she was sniffing glue. It would be a little inappropriate. But, you know. I, I just love that, like, Tim comes in and is like, what the hell? Like, yeah, Tim, Tim's just kind of the goof-em-up yeah, guy. Yeah, he's, like, definitely the comic relief. Also, it. later on, he's missing an eyeball. And I find that funny because I'm like, of course Tim's missing an eyeball. Yeah, it's like, like he would be the one. Of course he'd be the one. He's, he's the... Coral of the whole Coral. Coral. Yeah. That's mean Coral. Yeah. Coral. I literally, I, I saw Chandler. Child. I saw Chandler Riggs at a Comic Con and literally oh. said that across the room. I was like, Coral. I'm sure he's missed a of time up. People wonder why he wanted off the show. It's because of that. But so. Jessica and Tim leave the call the t- cops. Meanwhile, Dr. Mulder, Mulder, this is where he calls Ted. Ted's yeah, he calls Ted. Ted yeah. is like he's in the club, yeah, and getting tipsy. You know, <laughs> I just love it. He answers the phone while he's still in the club. Like, why is this? Why? What are you doing, Ted? Go home. You're drunk. Also, also, his friend, who you know is going to die eventually, is like, I'm gonna live forever. And I was like, it's just missing a YOLO. And then, I didn't know. If you, I didn't know if this but, was oh. scientifically proven or not, Jake. But when you literally have a uh, Delby. 
like take the oh, way yeah. to do it. Like I'm like, can you actually hear film? I love that the, there's a lady like spying, like just like I'm gonna get the scoop now. Because Mulder's like, hey, I have a scoop, and she's like, I'm gonna get the scoop now. Yeah. And I was like, this is a very, very busy club. There are but so many journalists about. It's abound. the Porter and Sardelby, but not for long. Yes, yes, not for long. Not she's for long. she's only the weather girl for right now. Yes, for right now. Yes. So Tim and Jess tell the boardroom, but they get kicked out. Oh yeah. And then Emilio ends up coming in and really seeing little Abigail on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, pre- it's pretty funny. Also, this reminded me of the Birdemic board board scene, but with much better acting. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is where we get to like one of the best parts in the movie. I lied. So we see Jack wake up late and he feeds his Oh, pup. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I forgot about we, we, the puppies. Jack wakes up and he feeds his super zombies. cute pup Sandy before going to his comic book store job. And all I can think is that you for sure worked retail. Um, because you mm-hmm. got the customer spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah. I like yeah. that the girl that was obsessed with the pop star. Oh, She yeah. came back later on. She had a really good line delivery for such a young actress. I was like, I like her. Yeah. yeah. Good job. She did do a good job. And so he's forced to hang out for free comics. And then while he's outside, he sees the clay apocalypse happening. He almost gets killed, but is saved. And that's what his buddy, there's a lot of phone calls going on. Yeah, there's a lot of So his friend Cassie, uh, his friend Cass basically tells him, hey, meet me at the old road outside of town. So he like takes off. (laughs) Yeah, the old road. Yeah, the old, the old road outside of town. You know. The one, yeah. yeah. As you go, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. This has a lot of movie references, yeah. It's but they're very movie. subtly done. So, um, so they all kind of meet. We've got the sheriff, Sheriff Locke, yeah, sh- and we've got a lady who. What was the lady who who was fixing the cars? Is name? her name Tony? Yes. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Uh, played by Lana Reed. Yes. So we've got a lady mechanic. Right. She was really funny. Yeah, she was. She was like tough, and so we've got the sheriff. Sheriff's kind of a little bit goofy, but he's like, I got all these guns. It's super cool. And we've got some cocky men. And then we've got the lady in the bear hat, who was my favorite. <laughs> and so they kind of all come upon each other, and they're they're trying to fight off the clay zombies as Tony's fixing the car. And one of the men are like, they're like, hey, we need some weapons. And he's like, oh, I got them right here. And does, like, the double guns, arm guns. And um, bear lady just deadpan is like, Actually, I was talking about the guns in the car, and just brings out a bunch of machine guns. She has perfect delivery. It was I really I la- I like woke my dog up laughing so hard. Um, it was great, and so they're fighting, and of course, someone has to die. They lose Charlie. They lose Charlie. They lose Charlie, who did not live forever. And he he really I think he had a brilliant scene because he's dying, but he's turning into clay because he's been bitten. So he's turning into a clay zombie as he's being eaten by another clay zombie. Yeah. And it's really cool because you get his, like, decapitation shot. I'm like, wicked. I actually really cool. like it. That's, like, one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. And, like, it, you know, you have to have that, that one friend character die. Yeah. You know? And also, like, they're randomly like, hey, we're gonna, like, we have a friend in a bunker. And I will say... Friend in the Bunker. What was Friend in the Bunker's name? Britt oh. wrote everyone's name down. No, I I did. I think Friend in the Bunker is one. Is it Chet? Was Chet the Friend in the Bunker? They only say his name in the movie like twice, so it probably would be hard to catch. It's uh, McGarrison, the one with the longer hair. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And the beautiful blonde mustache that he shaved off <laughs> yes. in a very emotional but we, scene. We did. We do have to say 
We do have to say, but Jack can't go with them he because can't. he has to get back to someone. And and that someone is Sandy. Someone is Sandy. And Thank you God. Did, you did the best thing because you literally, my husband even said he knew what he was doing because, like, he's petting Sandy and zooms in on the little baby puppy picture of you and Sandy. Yeah. And it's like, oh! He's going back for the puppy. Which I don't blame. What That's I'm, that, that's the moment I feel like we all have movie moments when we're watching a movie. You go, that's me. And instantly I was like, that's me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm officially him at this point. Well, and we have this really cool, uh, like, scene of, like, the world falling apart and things. Yeah. And then they go three months, months later. later. So some people have been in the bunker. Um... Cass, Cassidy, is heading back to get revenge on Emilio, and he tells our bunker friend to shave his ugly mustache off. It was great. <laughs> um, and there's a very emotional scene when there's, like, slow motion shaving the mustache off. I was like, that was, I really like that. That was another really big laugh for yeah. me. Um, it was quite cute. And then um, we see Sandy is running out of food. Yeah. And Sandy wants to go outside. Yeah. So they go outside, and unfortunately they are set upon and yeah. so they get separated and um then Sand- well eventually sandy gets dog daft yeah which was sandy sandy was just your was just sandy's name right she just had her own name yeah. well i was curious i was like did you, was she named after sandy from Ann from annie or was it was it a different sandy or was it sandy from greece um you know what's weird is i, I don't know I, I don't know if her original name was Sandy, because I know she was, like, adopted, then given away, then adopted and given away before we got her. But when we, like, were fostering her before we adopted her, her name was Sansa, or, like, S-A-N-S-A. I wasn't a big fan. <gasps> oh, da, 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 So I was like, I'm calling this dog Sandy. <laughs> I'm not calling her that. And uh, I hadn't watched Game of Thrones, though. Maybe that's really Well, cool Sansa character. was insufferable until about season five yeah oh okay so you never watched game of thrones okay so that's <gasps> um, that's okay we'll forgive you we'll okay. forgive you we'll forgive okay. you um so about but, his fate anyways yes but so sandy's fate is undetermined and all of our heroes have kind of converged upon and they're like some of them are gonna go find puppy and some of them are well, going to go find the camera yes that our journalist friend has left in the restaurant because he he did he he messed up his one job to keep the camera on when he got scared by a zombie i mean gosh darn it guy come on and of course uh delvey yeah yes wait what was her name and delvey yeah delvey is yes delvey is still hunting that story down because they they show up to the shop and there's, like, a zombie. They get distracted. And they're like, wait, what, what were we here for? Oh, yes, 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 the camera. So he finds the camera, and she's like, hi! And just pops out of nowhere with a pot. And you're just like, oh, hi, honey. What's going on? And she steals the camera, and she's like, I'm going to get it first. Also, I love that well, the next time we see her, she is a girl posse with her, like a girl gang. Oh, like, yeah. all of a sudden, she's just like, hey, ladies. And there's, like, six other women. I was like, of course she did. Um, but so they're like, oh God, we got to get the story because the last thing that his friend told him was, you got to tell the story, tell the story. So he's like, oh, I got to go this. Then the whole time we're learning a bunch of different stuff from a DJ. Yes. Which is of course DJ Skatewell, who is Diane Franklin. Diane Franklin, who uh, was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, guys. And yeah. And also, uh, the last American version, Animeville 2, Better Better Off Off Dead. Dead. 
Yeah, and guess also she's recently was in the Animeville Murders as well as Ted Bundy, American Boogeyman. Oh. So pretty cool. So many yeah. Ted Bundy movies coming out. Yeah. But yeah, this was the Chad Michael Murray one, I think. Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Interesting. That's okay. I'm sure she did a good job. Yes. Have you seen... I haven't seen that one. I, although, I you know either. what? I didn't think Zac Efron was going to be a good Ted Bundy, and he was really, really good. He was. Like, I was like, oh, I don't like that I like this movie. Yes. But I at least I don't have a t-shirt that says... Have you seen these t-shirts? Mm-mm. There's... Uh, this is gross, but there is like a true crime t-shirt on Etsy. I was looking on Etsy for Halloween costumes and it was like, choke me like Bundy, eat me like Dahmer. And I was what? like, oh no, no, ladies, this is not okay. No. I was like, no, 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 no. I prefer the song. It's, it's a little like, dark humor, yeah. wasn't that cute. It, 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 I don't, I think we're crossing a line when... Oh. That's a little too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, I will. I will admit, I did laugh at the meme. I did laugh at the meme of um, of Dahmer sitting in a five uh, Five Guys and Fries. <laughs> like I did laugh at that. Like I'm like, am I going to hell? I hope not. But, <laughs> like, oh. Oh. but yeah. Oh. So what we're hearing from this DJ. She's like, if anybody has any news, let me know because the zombies are outside my door and. Meanwhile, um, our friends that are looking for the dog, because there's two groups. There's a journalist group and there's a friend group. There's our friend group, yeah. And the friend group looking for the dog, um, they run into our Sarah Connor, Jess, and Tim. Oh, and... I, oh, wait, and... Oh, of course, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I did want to say there's a line that I love where it's oh, like, yeah. she's she's probably at the dog park because she wants to go <laughs> because there. Because that's where she wanted to go. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Um, they also run into... Uh, Doogie Princeton and Kristoff. Yes. Yeah. yes, the vampire so. hunter who was with Jess and Tim. And uh, yeah. there's Kristoff uh, is a vampire hunter, and but, he might also be a werewolf. Yeah. And what was the third thing? I uh, can't mean to write down. Um, with car title. Oh, he's a notary. Uh, but, notary, thank you. But what was there yeah. something that started with like a Q that he said? Or yeah, he's, he says he's a quibrid because he's um, part uh, vampire, part werewolf, uh, part warlock. And then part certified notary. And it's really funny because they're like, well, can you do this? And he's like, it's daylight. And they're like, can you do this? And he's like, no, no I don't feel like it. Well, can you do my notary? And he's like, I need both parties there. And it's like, can you bring my dog back? Like, <laughs> no. It's so, great. Yeah. Um, and then we've got the pop star that was mentioned by the little girl in the comic shop is also there. Do- Doogie Princeton? Doogie Princeton. Dougie, 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 Dougie. Yeah, Dougie, Dougie. <laughs> yeah, Dougie, Dougie, Dougie Princeton. Princeton. We're just thinking eighties, nineties. Dougie Hauser. It's yeah. all good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So they're gonna go. They found out that Emilio basically has a cult. Oh yeah, he does. And that's where he's been hiding out. And they find out that Emilio is the reason that everything is happening. The reason the dog is gone. And the dog has been dognapped by Emilio and his minions. And unfortunately, Sandy is taken to the evil doctor. Dr. Porcelain. Dr. Porcelain, who's going to test on animals. And um, so we have a ticking ticking clock to save Sandy before she gets to her. And um, so they're going to go after them. And then our journalist friend is like, I'm going to follow the not-so-weather girl yeah, and, her, and her girl gang. And I'm going to get my camera back and tell our DJ the story first. And they go, and they actually end up fighting all the zombies out, all outside of the DJ's 
lair. Her, I think she said her woodland. Her woodland studio. studio. <laughs> I was like, that's convenient. Very cottage core. Very now. Very yes, it. Very, very it. Yeah. Um. So and she's like, oh, people are fighting outside my window. But then Ted realizes, you know what? It's more important that the story gets out there than I get glory. And he goes to help fight Emilio and lets Delby have her, you know, moment in the spotlight. And um, so they end up, yeah, announcing that, yes, Emilio indeed is the weakest link. No, he is the <laughs> bad guy and he's responsible for everything because he's been, he's been blaming Mr. I mean, Dr. Mulder. Yeah, this whole Dr. time. Mulder. He Poor can't Dr. Mulder. defend himself. He can't because yeah. he's the clay zombie. And um, they, they infiltrate the cult. And luckily, the radio station comes on, and they're able to save some people in the cult, and they have these little wristwatches on that are, like, uh, time, the yes. remote control that they will release yes, the clay. Yes, and Sandy has the wristwatch and on, And Sandy too. has the wristwatch. So, again, more ticking time bombs. Like, we're like, just save the dog, please. I mean, people are great, but dogs are the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, they, they save a couple people, and then they come in, and I will say... Emilio has some really good cult leader speeches where he's like, the magical plane is going to come and take us all. I was like, I'm getting some, like, some culty, some we're all wearing matching Nikes vibes, <laughs> uh, some Heaven's Gates stuff. He's also wearing a really amazing uh, robe yeah. that is silver and sparkly. That was a beautiful costume choice. Uh, was it his idea or was there a costumer involved? I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I was... I was thinking something else, and he just showed up on set that day with all those extras with that, uh, I don't know what even to call it, a, a tunic, and uh, he's like, and I was like, oh, I don't know, and uh, I think one of my producers, Phil, was like, dude, it's awesome, you gotta let him wear it, you gotta, and uh, I was like, okay, and so we started doing a take, and Gabe started doing like a Baptist preacher impersonation and I was like, okay, you're not doing that. Like <laughs> we'll do the tunic, but like we're not going that hard. It's great. Yeah. Were you yeah. was it filmed in like a, a church because there's a stained glass window behind him, or was that put in post? Or was that just happening? Yeah, we actually were lucky enough to get a church for that and and that was really great. I mean I I love that stained glass window scenes and those shots. They look really pretty. And, he, and also, he, like, and, it's like, oh, I see. He's he's transcended. He's also telekinetic, so he might be using mind control on these oh, people. Oh, yeah. So, like, not he, just, like, uh, brainwashing them. He literally is controlling their minds. Just a quick tidbit, though. He did improv too. those speeches completely. Like, I didn't write anything. <laughs> I was I was wow. thinking. That's they're awesome. really good. I was just like, this is this is someone. This is so good. Cause this awesome. is so weird. But you know, that's really getting in character because that's what you know. You got to improv when you're a cult leader. The 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 magical magical airplane is kind of based on the uh, like that whole UFO or like thing kind of in Scientology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little parody Heaven's of that. Gate, yeah. Oh, was yeah, that? You're all so that was space. A... <laughs> yeah. But luckily, yeah. our our crew gets in. And and Tim goes to save Sandy after having a heartwarming yes. so, yeah. talk with Jess. Oh, and he kills Dr. Porcelain because she goes Porcelain. to shoot him and he has his umbrella weapon. So Yeah, like his yeah. umbrella, they keep making fun of him because he has an umbrella. And then, um, you know, she, he kind of Mary Poppins her to quote um, <laughs> World. He is Mary Poppins, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
But in the church, meanwhile, chaos is happening. And this is what made me nervous because the brace, the watches are activated. Yeah. Everything's growing red. And keep in mind, Sandy has her little Sandy watch Sandy has her on watch. Too. And Tim's trying to get into the cage. And we know we have 30 seconds. So we're like, and it cuts away to the chaos. And we're like, did he make it in the 30 seconds? Did he make it in the 30 seconds? Oh, my God. What the hell? Yeah, and the, but like these these clay zombies are like me- okay when you play Resident Evil and you think yeah. about like the tyrants, it's like mm-hmm. they're blended. Like also, like- I was thinking Power Rangers. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Power Rangers, the Megazoid. Yeah. You know. So, but they're blended clay zombies, so they're they're huge clay zombies. They're pretty scary, yeah. and they're trying to like shoot them down, and they're, they're having some success. Yeah, and they finally uh, they do stab Emilio. Uh, Christoph does with his steak, but it doesn't seem to kill him yet, unfortunately. And he just kind of skulks out. I do love when he skulks out. He does a creepy thing with, like, his little fingers. Like, it was, like, Pennywise. Yeah. <laughs> kind of skulking away. I was like, oh, okay, that's And creepy. then he also says, he also says, tough for now, or yeah, something. Yeah, TTFN, bitches. Yeah. It was, like, the only, like, bitches yeah. in the thing. And I was like, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and so everyone is escaping, and... They finally are like. Then we see Sandy, and she's reunited. Yeah, that's this other sweet thing is that Jack is thinking of her as a puppy. And you're like, oh no, and oh no, he's gonna mourn her. And it's like, oh no, she's fine. She's and it, fine. you have this great shot where you see baby puppy Sandy become Sandy Sandy, and I'm like, she's okay. Was that actually baby Sandy, or did you get another puppy? No, because you adopted her as a grown up, right? Right, because you didn't have her as a puppy. Yeah, that was the big benefit of you know. Uh, my wife being in the rescue was she knew I wanted to get the puppy shot she's like who has a puppy that looks like this dog (laughs) someone was fostering these puppies that was really fun day where uh we we met with this (laughs) little like it was like nine puppies and um I put down the camera bag to get my camera out and they all ran and jumped in it and it was just like oh my gosh there's all these wiggly butts sticking out of my camera bag and I was like (laughs) it was really cute and uh um the, the the one we used was actually the one who misbehaved the most. There was a a little chubbier one that I was just like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. I wanted to use that one, and my wife's like, that doesn't look like Sandy though. And I'm like, but it's the best behaved, and it's chubby. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, but, you uh, know what? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah, that was a, a new little puppy. Yeah, but it was cute. That must have been the best casting day. That, that's like that's like literally like a dream job. Yeah. It's like let me cast a puppy. And- <laughs> Guys, I can't. I have work to do. I have to go cast some puppies. So like it's gonna be yeah. such a rough day. Like oh god, Ugh, that's great. I love that your wife had the end too, where she was just like, "Don't worry, I know where we can get puppies." Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. do you want to see some puppies? Like you I open had- the you open the coat. Like- yeah, she's got the coat. <laughs> Take your pick. Yeah. Oh, except I'm sure she wouldn't do that to puppies. Oh, puppies. Because she's a rescuer. So, yeah. yeah. So, Sandy is safe. And there's a helicopter to save them. And then we've got this great overhead shot where everyone's running and the clay zombies are, like, surrounding them. Okay. It's amazing. I did have a question, though, and I got a little confused. Um, because they hear at the broadcast that there's a that there's clay zombies surrounding the Eiffel Tower. And then he goes... Uh, we're going to London, and then they make a joke how he doesn't know the difference. But I'm like, would you really be going to France though if the clay zombies are surrounding Eiffel Tower? Like, wouldn't it be better to go to London? Did I get confused? He's actually the <laughs> smart one, and we're all confused. 
Like, is this Inception? What is going on? <laughs> Where's the top? Is it spinning? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> it, what did my brother say when he watched it? He's like, how, why would they even think they get to leave the U.S.? Like, there's still a huge zombie problem in the U.S. And, like, they want to just go, you know, uh, overseas? Like, what are you talking about? And it was just kind of like... I just thought it was uh, <laughs> just a fun, goofy... On a helicopter, of course, because that would work. Right, right. <laughs> I, right. I, I would love to see that. I love it, though. You're giving high fives all the way around, and everyone's happy, and you guys, like, fly yeah. off into the sunset. But happy then, music But then playing. someone says, we're about to run out of fuel. No, I'm kidding. That's the wrong movie. That's Dawn of the Dead. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, no, it actually is... <laughs> dark oh my god no um yeah no everyone just crashes yeah (laughs) i'm really 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 glad that you guys that 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 everyone rides off into the sunset and it's it's a happy ending but we do get a mid-credit scene actually oh the what where did who did she work for some just nefarious agency Faye. so her name is Faye. who did Faye work for because i feel like i wasn't really i was a little confused where who she worked something bad yeah, it's one of those things where it's like... Is she a lizard I, person? I didn't want to go... It's one of those things where it's like, deep in your heart, you know, if it goes, if it goes well, you want to make a sequel, right? So you kind of... I have threads in the movie that I kind of left open because it's like, if, if I leave these open, then I could explore those in, in the sequel, you know what I mean, if there is one. But yeah, she she basically works... Yeah. There's kind of like a... Like, there's like a... It's like a shadow organization kind of thing going on, like a corporate espionage, and there's like a, a top boss, and then there's Faye. Like Hydra. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's Amelia. Amelia is like, like oh. kind of almost on the bottom of the totem pole, and there's a couple steps higher. And they hired him to kind of get. They were like, "Hey, find right. us a biological weapon you like, and we're gonna, you know, make test it." We're gonna, we're gonna, and you know, if, if it's successful, we're gonna bring mm-hmm. you in. We're gonna pay you all this money, and of course, none of that happens because of the technicality. And you know, that's kind of yeah. like my hid, my hidden, um, like you know, I, I tried to make the movie fun and light. But if there is anything like serious, I tried to stick in there as like corporate culture doesn't care about you, fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like. It's it's kind of like yeah. the nod to that is when they push the secretary over and like nobody bats an eye and they're just like anyway why are you late and right you definitely use the anti well I wouldn't say anti but like dark corporate side of America better than Neil Breen who just says it all the time <laughs> so okay so for the sequel you need to figure out if Neil Breen will be in your movie I mean that's really that's the dream right I don't uh, know if his ego would let him but that would be the dream to have Neil Breen in your movie. I'd, I'd be way more interested in trying to get Lynn Kabazinski. Oh, he probably would. Kabazinski literally came on Red Letter Media several times and filmed shorts for them. Like, just randomly, there's just like, like he's just like, I just filmed something for them. I was like, and now they got Macaulay Culkin, and now Macaulay oh, Culkin's awesome. on American Horror Story. Um, but, but back to the movie, Faye is like, is like, you know what? The clay zombies, just, they're too silly. You know, wink, wink, nod, nod to the movie. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, you know, we're going to do, like, something where people are bleeding out of their eyes, you know. And 
uh, Emilio's not cool with that, and he just gives a really super crazy laugh, which is just fantastic. Yeah, it, it is. But then he it, starts crying. And then he starts crying. Yeah. I was like, I was like, and he cries in three, two, one. Yes, perfect. Good. Yes. And yes. Yes. It was good comedic timing. It was. you got to know when to hit the cry, because it's only <laughs> funny if he then starts crying. Because he goes, make my clay, Faye. Yeah. Yeah. And then so he just evolves into yeah, madness. Yeah, exactly. And he'll be a great mad villain. It's all good. It you know. is. It is. It is. And it um, leaves us open to clay zombies too. Possibly. Yeah. You so, know. Yeah. And then, did you want to talk about anything else in the movie? Um, nothing specifically. I guess we could we could go over our list of things and give yeah. a rating. I don't know. I, I do have a Grindhouse Girl rating or two, but I, I think Jake's rating one. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that rating. I know. I had a couple. I had one, but I definitely like Jake's way better. Yeah, I did like um, Jake's better. Where was it? There goes the Valley Girl voice again. <laughs> um, what was mine? Oh, I said rated C for claymation calamities. And then rated P for puppies, paprika, and post-apocalyptic survival. Oh, that's oh, cool. And see, that's funny. I had D for drope. That's a good one. I had D for drill bits, doggies, and doogie. And then I also had F. Now I'm thinking of Dougie Jones from Twin Peaks season three. Oh, that's what you're thinking of. Also, after watching his his uh, his new revision, I I had F for Sandy because it was just so. It was so sweet. So, this is right up our alley. We are. We are uh, for parents. Whenever I try to, like, describe to people our demographic, I'm like, um, people who like movies and people who like animals. Yes. Um, that's kind of, if there's a Venn diagram, those circles converge in our audience. So do we, we want to also talk about some of the pros and cons? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll go light. As we say, we say everything constructive and with the, the knowing that we have not done this and you did the damn thing. Yes. So... Um, I love the fun atmosphere. Yes. And everyone's super enthusiastic. Uh, I have the puppy in all caps because the puppy made my day. Um, The villain was hilarious. And I liked the nefariousness of it. Uh, Already said Bear Hat Girl was like the funniest. Um, Theme song. Yeah, it's amazing. Song. Yeah, um, and I said this before earlier, but the camera and sound work were really great, and I think that is something like a lot of independent movies struggle with. And so I really liked that there wasn't a single scene where I couldn't understand what someone was saying, I couldn't hear them, I couldn't see them. The only sound bit that was a little fuzzy was in the club on the phone. Okay. It was a little echoey, but I was also like, "But he's in a club, so like it makes sense." So, like, but you could still understand everyone. Yeah. So, it was, like, super professionally done, and I really appreciated that, because you don't always get first-time independent movies that, like, look really good. Yeah. Like, because this movie looks really good. It does look good. Yeah. Um, Because I have seen, I have seen, I go to Second and Charles a lot and dig through the sale bin, and people will literally abandon their, like, independent films that, like, they did and were in, and then, like... They just, like, leave him at Second Charles. And I, fa- I found one where a friend from college was in it in high school, and I didn't know he was in it until I was m- literally watching the movie. And I said, oh, my God, I know that kid. Um, and it was, like, not good. Yeah. But, like, this movie, like, was super, super crisp and yeah. clear. And I really liked 
how it looked and sounded. It was very impressive. What was your favorite part, Britt? Oh, I don't know if I had a favorite part. Or like your pros. I I love that I was self-aware. I thought there there was a lot of comedy. And I I think it was great that you guys didn't take yourself too seriously. Like, obviously, you guys had a mission. But you guys also had a lot of fun doing this. And I think it showed through. Um, I actually thought a lot of the technological stuff, like the CGI, like the clay zombies, they actually, like you said earlier, Katie, I felt they fit really well into the the look of the movie. Yes. So I even think, like, there's a scene where, like, other than where Charlie gets eaten, which is one of my favorite scenes, but also even the zombie just kind of falling over the fence and, like, yeah. falling down. I'm like, look at that zombie just kind of flailing over go. the fence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cute, and I, I liked it. I don't know if cute's necessarily the right word, but the right. clay zombies are kind of cute to me. Well, when you see yeah. claymation or stop-motion animation, you know there's a lot of work going in there, because yeah. I don't know if you've seen The Wolf House yet, but it took them, like, five years to make. That whole thing is stop-motion. It's beautiful. If you haven't seen it yet... You would probably appreciate it a lot because it is like all stop motion. Yeah, and it's like, and it's also a reaction to a cult that was in Chile with um, a a German expatriate group, and they were also uh, torturing people in tunnels under their cult village. Um, And it looks like Little Bavaria in the middle of Chile. Um, So it's basically propaganda movie. It's like a fake propaganda movie about the cult. So. It's very creepy, but it's really cool. And if you've done stop motion animation or claymation or anything like that, I think it's a really cool movie to watch. It's very eerie, though. It's not happy at yeah, all. Yeah, not at all. It's not happy. But no, it's good. not at all. It's on Criterion Collection on their streaming platform right now. Yeah, the clay oh, okay. zombies was super fun. Super um, fun. I like that. I think. I think. Um, I honestly could see a lot of the scenes from this movie possibly going viral if they went mm-hmm. the right if they fell into the right hands into just right because hands, it is so funny and there's a lot of good comedic timing mm-hmm. uh sandy obviously like i mean come is on we couldn't mention clay zombies without sandy um and then the theme song i actually like the music i liked a lot of the music and i mm-hmm. do see in the credits where there was quite a few songs used um I think some of the music blended so well, I wasn't aware that there was, like, six or seven songs in this movie. Yeah. So, I think that's really cool. So, I did like the music a lot, and especially the theme song. The theme song just gets caught in your head. Yes. I was, like, on the way to work. Um, Usually, it's This Is Halloween is in my head this time of year. Mm -hmm. But today, I was, like, in the car going, Clay Zombies. And my head Mm -hmm. was just, like, I heard it in my Mm -hmm. head, and I was just, like, Clay Zombies. Yeah, I just kind of let the credits roll yeah, both so. times I've watched the movie because I was like, yeah, I just go listen to the song again. That's yeah, That's so fine. yeah, I think those are all like pros. Was for there sure. was there any cons? The only thing I can think of, Jake, and this isn't a bad thing. This isn't about the actors or anything. So, two things is there one. There's a lot of characters. Yes, and it's not like that's nothing to do with the actors. None of the actors did a bad job. It was for me. It was just a lot to be like, okay, we got this guy, but this guy, but this guy, but this guy. Yeah. Um, second, I feel like this is the thing with most zombie flicks is that the first half you have a lot of ramp up action, and then the second half can kind of be um, not slow. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's almost like. We've had our fun in the first half, yeah. and then the second half is more like explaining or catching up with the characters. But I think yeah. that's the thing in most zombie movies. Yeah. Where... They always then, skip ahead. Yeah, it's always like you have a, a pretty solid first half, and the middle is kind of like, okay, where are we getting our heroes to? And in the second half, you have another big action 
part. Yeah. You ever feel like that? Like, yeah. every zombie movie is action at the beginning and action at the end. Yeah, and the middle's kind of like, what's happening? I guess yeah. that's kind of how life would be. The only thing, the only thing I feel like, other than that, because I agree with that, and I, I liked a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. I did have a little trouble keeping track with who was who, but also, like, you know, it's, I, I'd only seen the movie twice, too. Yeah. And it's not like, this is a brand new movie, so, yeah, like, I feel is. like if it's a recognizable Exactly, so it's not easier. like, it's not like you can just look up Clay Zombies on Wikipedia and read a synopsis yeah. and be which like, I do. oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that actor was in this movie, yeah. you know, which I did, I am be, actually, I'll be honest, I didn't, I misread your message the first time you sent the movie, and I thought that you are saying the credits weren't done, and I was like, I need to know who these characters are. Yes. <laughs> and so I was going for your Instagram and looking at the actors <laughs> and matching up their Instagrams with and who they And this is why Britt has such good notes, because yeah. she was like, oh, hell yeah. Because I was just like, oh, no, I, I gotta do my research now. Yeah. But it was cool to see you on IMBD and a few other actors on IMBD, too. So, yeah. and that's where... I was like, oh my god, I didn't know Sheriff Locke played uh, Dennis Rader in episode <laughs> Snap. Like, but it's now we know, awesome. so. I feel like, it, I don't know how, if this would work, but I feel like I wish the conversation between um, Emilio and Faye happened before everyone showed up at the compound to yeah. kind of give him a fervor for, in like, enacting the clay zombies like oh she's about to cut his research money so that's why he's gonna make all these people zombies like i kind of but i also like the like laugh sequence too at the end so but i feel like that that's the only thing where i was like i feel like if this happened a little earlier in the movie it might give him a little more encouragement to be so crazy and see i thought faye was supposed to be like a representation of like the naysayers who may saw this movie who may have not gotten it that so it's like it just... yeah like oh you know they're they're not scary at all because like if you like had someone critical watching this movie maybe that's the stuff that well, like i can just stuff it yeah like that's <laughs> what i didn't know faye was supposed to represent that in that post credit scene but that's the way i saw it was yeah. that she was supposed to be um, like the the average person who's like, well, this isn't this isn't scary because they they're not getting it in the same yeah. way. So, but all in all, yeah, all that's not all. a lot of that's not a no, lot of negatives. No, not bad, <laughs> not bad. Like, I mean, you can I can think of movies that we really have kind of torn apart. <laughs> Too, and this yeah. is not this is not one of those movies. No, this, this was is not cute. one of those movies. This was a good movie. Yes, this so, was a fun watch. Yeah. And I think people should watch it. Um, please support. Please as soon as it comes on streaming, please watch it. Yes. Um and this is one that is pretty family appropriate, so it's not like it's not like malignant where they're dropping F bonds every five seconds. Yeah. Or um we're like <laughs> Or Stranger by the Lake, where it's hardcore sex scenes. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. We were we talked about porn. Anyways. <laughs> well, no, it's just, I was thinking, it's like, yeah, it's kind of, it's weird. It's like, um, you know, it's, I guess that's the uh, form of, of flattery, right? It's like, I was just thinking the other day how crazy it would be if someone liked it enough for, like, fan art or something like that. That's, that would blow my mind. So, I mean, I guess it'd be kind of a compliment, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a compliment. I mean, and there's literally porn of everything now. That's true. I think there's probably like hereditary porn. So, <laughs> do you think she takes her head off and no. then? Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Sorry, I gotta finish that sentence. So we're we're gonna. I'm gonna ask you. 
the question. I think I already know the answer, Katie. Would you recommend this movie? I would recommend Clay Zombies. I definitely would. I think especially because it's going to be streaming, too, so it's going to be highly available. Yeah. So, watch it, guys. Please. Absolutely. I would recommend it, too. I'm really sad that I can't be there for the premiere of it. I think it would be awesome to see the premiere of this movie. It would be so fun. Yeah. But you're getting ready for the premiere, right? This yeah. Friday or Saturday? Yeah, uh, Saturday. Yeah, yep. Just turned in the the cut, and Ooh. you know, it's. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really great time. I can't wait to. I think a majority of the cast will be there, and I'm really hoping they enjoy it. Um, be the first time they get to see it, and appreciate you guys with that with that really good um, constructive constructive feedback. That's great. I mean, it really is. It's like I. It's definitely fair too, and uh, I can tell you guys really put thought into it. Where a lot of times people will not, <laughs> they're just like this, and it's like, oh gosh. Oh no, we overthink things. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I I think uh, I think films are meant for you know. I mean that's that's what they're here for. If you don't if you don't uh, if you don't get to see anything out of them for yourself or. You know, uh, you don't get anything out of it, or it doesn't make you think at all. It's it's kind of like, what's the point? Um, and I'm glad that you know there were mm-hmm. uh, points in this fun, goofy B movie where you guys were able to, you know, maybe even have more insight into certain things than I did. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I love it. Like, I think those are kind of our favorite movies. Are either like campy B movies or super serious, depressing, over the top. Yeah, yeah, we tend to we tend to swing like completely one way or the other. But yeah, yeah, this was this was really fun. This was a a very enjoyable experience. Um, I'm really glad you saw this out because we were really nervous. We definitely wanted to do right by you, and then we were just scared because we were like, oh my god. But um, we actually really enjoyed watching it. And I I mean, even my husband who can't be here with us, um, but because it's Grindhouse Girls, but even he was like, no boys. This was fun. No boy, no, no, not really. Uh, but like he even, we have many male listeners. Yeah, he he even uh, really really liked it. So yeah, so you you won three people over uh, definitely. Yes. So and Thank Gizmo. You. And Gizmo. So so yeah, that means a lot. You guys are. <laughs> uh, I just you guys are the first to see it outside of people who worked on it. So uh, thank you. Oh. Awesome. Thank you so much thank for you the for opportunity. Thank you for sharing it with Super us. Super fun. Yeah. Um, so before before we, we go or anything, since it is Spooktober, yes. do you have any Halloween movies you want to recommend to the Grindhouse girls, fams, and friends? Um, of course, you know, let's let's see. I really liked there's a I re, well, you guys already did it. You guys already did a great episode about it. But I really like Psycho Gorman. <laughs> oh, this movie did give me Psycho Gorman vibes. Yeah, PG. Yeah, they're they're doing a Kickstarter for their comic book apparently. So that was like that was they actually like they reposted our my artwork. Yeah, it. it like touched my little heart. I like had a freak out in my living room. Um, but they're so cool. We- that was. A really cool movie. We love PG. We love hunky boys on this. Hunky podcast. boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any other like Halloween like specific like a classic film that you would recommend? Anything that oh. traumatized you? Oh yeah, that's always a good one. <laughs> well, I got a one nostalgic one I watch every year, even though it's not 
necessarily scary as I love watching Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> and um, I don't know about you guys, but I really liked uh, the Halloween 2018. I plan on watching that one. I still haven't watched it yet. I, I've i been, like, nervous to watch I, it. I've watched it. So we are talking about the one that basically rewrites the history of Halloween. So that she's... No, Jamie, Jamie's no longer his... Uh, Lori's no longer his his sister. Right. Is that the one we're talking about? Yeah. It's... Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just so it gorgeous. Was, it was interesting. It was interesting. So, I... Yeah, it is a pretty movie. Like, the scene where they show him, like... So they show uh, this isn't a big spoiler. Katie happens it's very fine. earlier in the movie, but they show the back of him at the institution, uh-huh. and like he's out in the open courtyard. It's a very pretty, pretty shot film. Like it's it very looks nice. pretty. Yeah, I'm just like I honestly loved Halloween H two O. Yeah, like I love the first three. I own the first three on DVD. Um, and then I saw H two O, and I was very hesitant to watch it because I was like, all oh, the other ones were so stupid. Especially that Paul Rudd one was oh, it was bad, but like like enjoyably bad, so it's fine. Um, but I watched it, and I honestly really really liked it, and I loved that return of Jamie Lee Curtis, and I thought it was really good. And then like they're like, no, we're gonna undo all that. I was like. Oh. I, I liked it. Also, it's, Halloween 2 might be my favorite. Yeah. Even though I have to watch Halloween sometime during October. Like, the second one is so campy because, like, like there's the couple having sex in the therapy pools. And then they get murdered. And it's just so funny and campy. Yeah. And then, like, they explode everybody and Halloween it's is one of those series, though. Like, in any major, like, slasher uh, movie franchise, they rewrite so many things over the years that they can't keep up with it. Yeah. They're like, Michael Michael is part of a cult. And then they're like, wait, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. that. No, no, nor we're going to reverse that. Okay, yeah. guys, Michael's back and he's chasing his sister. No, no, no. I wait, just we want don't a like new that. villain, though. Yeah. Like, as much as I like Michael Myers and I like Freddy Krueger and I like um, Jason, I'm like, I just want some new guys. That's why, like, Psycho Goreman or Clay Zombies was like, oh, at least it's something fresh. Yeah, well, that's, you know? a, that's our issue within the the film industry but especially in the horror film industry is that we keep seeing remakes and reboots and yeah. we really need original content maybe that's um, why we like malignant so much yeah and hereditary midsummer like not that those kinds of stories haven't been told before but in that way or the vavitch yeah oh the vavitch though i will oh. admit my brother is a big big jason Voorhees fan like, he has many uh, jason he, tattoos he has he has jason tattoos yes um and he's 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 a huge guy my brother's six five and weighs 280 and he dresses up as jason and he looks like jason when he does it um, but he's always talked about, like, a Jason film set during the winter because he's like, that'd be so cool. And I'm like, you know what? That would be pretty bomb-ass be interesting. Yeah, like, to see, like, a major horror franchise because you think of them as summer movies for yeah. the most part. Or Halloween's and Halloween. You don't really see anything set in the winter with the exception of the thing. Might as well be yeah. the summer because they set Haddonfield in Illinois, but there's palm trees in the background because mm-hmm. they filmed it in California. Yeah, so... so. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. yeah. But I'm guessing, so are you planning to see uh, Halloween, it's Halloween ends? Are you going to go Halloween see Kills. Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills yeah. in theater? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to. It's, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, to go see it in the theater. I, yeah, I plan on seeing that. And speaking of The Thing, that's one of my traditions. Usually on Halloween, I always watch The Thing. <laughs> I love oh, the thing. It's a great movie. Um, recently, as an adult, I rewatched it, and I the 
the dog scene with the German shepherds oh, were, God. or the huskies, the huskies, I'm so sorry. It was so upsetting. I had to make sure I had to look up the animal cruelty and make sure that there was oh. no animal cruelty because it was so convincing. I love the effects. Yeah, in that the effects movie too. is phenomenal. They're so, and I mean, like, are they a little goofy? Yes. But do they make my skin crawl? Yes. yes. They're still scary. So that's why I like them. Yeah. And also, I love just, you're not really 100% sure. Oh, at, at the, the end, end, you're just like, yeah. wait, what? It's, what? I heard that, and I know you've seen the thing, obviously, and you've seen the thing, obviously. So I heard that he actually gives him, and the flask is actually oil. And he gives him oil to drink, and he drinks it. So it proves that he is, that child's is the thing. It's proved in the film. Oh, no. Yeah. So they... Also Walter Brimley. It was in it. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, supposedly that's the actual proven thing that the, oh. that Charles is the thing. But there's a yeah. there's a tabletop game that my brother and his girlfriend really like tabletop games, and we've played it a couple times. But it's based on the thing. It's not the one that's called the thing. I think it's called like don't don't knock twice. I think is what it's called. Um, but I never we've never finished it. But I'm always like I want to be the thing because I want it because like you can be the thing and you can give the thing to other people and infect other people and it's really cool. That is really so if cool. you like tabletop games, I recommend that one. It's fun though. But you can also be the dog handler, which Aww. I often am. So. so so we know for you, Jake, we got Ernest Scare Stupid, Halloween, and PG. the thing, and Psycho Gorman. Any other ones you would like to recommend? Um. Well, you know, it's not too Halloween-y, but I will say, the movie that got me, like, I wasn't a big horror guy, but as soon as I saw the original Dawn of the Dead, that got me into your guys' horror club. Yes. And that's oh, where yeah. I finally understood. It's like, I get it now. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I, you know what? When You remember when Robot Chicken premiered, and I was, oh. about, I was about 14 or 15, I think, because it was early 2000s, yeah. but as soon as I heard the pop, 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 Dead. So, like, <laughs> yeah, those are some good. Those are some good movies to watch. Yeah, they I are. haven't watched Ernest Scared Stupid in like <laughs> five thousand years, like since I was a child. Because my dad used to turn yeah. on Ernest. I watched the Christmas one a lot, though. A lot. I don't know why I watched the Halloween one as much. Yeah, I don't know. Probably because I was watching Casper. <laughs> Casper, like all the all the teenage girls, we were all into Devin Sawa. Like, ah. it's not Casper as a ghost. It's when he, he dances and the song is playing Remember Me This Way, which yeah. I did have on CD. And you're just like, oh, my God, Devin Sawa. You're just so hot. And yeah. then It's really funny because <laughs> literally my husband and my nephew were at the dinner table. And um, they said, and Taylor's like, because my nephew said something about Casper. And my husband's like, if you're such a fan of Casper... What's Casper's dog's name? And I'm like, Casper doesn't have a dog. He's like, yes, he does. And then it turned into a big debate where we started looking it up. And turns out Casper and one of the episodes of Casper, the friendly ghost, met a dog. And Taylor goes, see, he had a dog. I said, no, he met a dog. It was only in one episode that was not his dog. That's not his dog. It's not like Scooby-Doo. So guess who won that argument? Won. I mean, it is dog <laughs> trivia. If anyone's going to win it, it's going to be Brett. Like, I would have known if he had a dog. Come on. I would have had a stuffed animal of that dog. Yeah. Dog, dog ghosts are cool, though. That's sad. Dog ghosts? No, like 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 the cartoon, like a dog in a ghost costume. Oh, oh, like oh, Zero. Oh, 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 like, okay, Zero. Oh, like Zero. Like Zero. Or a do- like, I like when ghosts have pets. Like, they should have <laughs> companions, too. Aww. It's cute. I'm actually going to make a dog ghost 
Halloween sign for my mom because I was going to make one that says Happy Halloween and have a skeleton dachshund. That's cute. Because I've become that dog mom. Well, on that note, um, I guess we should get ready to talk about next week's pick. We will. Um, I think it's Britt's pick. It is my pick. So we are talking about movies that... Um, we are talking, sorry, I'm being lazy. I'm leaning back in the chair like, that, like the teenager. We had to turn off the video because Skype was being unkind, so yes. now we're just like Now we're relaxing. like all sprawled out. Yeah. Um, but um, It's not fair. When we talk about movies, so there was this great little movie, and Katie already knows what I'm about to say. Yes. Um, there was this great little movie um, that I saw my freshman year of college, which was 2008, and my friends rented it from a red box, and I watched this movie, and I was like, this is awesome. Like, I just <laughs> love this movie and now it's a horror tradition in our household um we watch it every year on october 1st um which is this coming friday we'll be watching it again <laughs> and so it's actually streaming and i wanted to do it yeah last it wasn't year. last year it wasn't last year around this time but it's streaming this year so um next week's pick of the week Brit's pick of the week is going to be trick or treat which is currently on yes. hbo max so yeah i'm excited um, it's kind of funny. I will say a very quick little funny antidote. So, um, all the, I have three siblings, and my brother's always been the Jason fan. Um, my younger brother loves Freddy. My younger sister decided she loves Pennywise, and I was like, well, I just will never have a horror movie character is fine. But now, officially, Sam has become my character. So. She has a life-size one in her house. <laughs> so, <laughs> he might be bigger than life-size, but he, he moves. It's really cool. I always say, don't talk to my son, and, like, I pick him up yeah. because he, like, he like comes right to my chest. But, like, he's, uh, he's great. Um but That's now I keep getting Sam stuff from my siblings because they're like, you like Sam. So, like, my brother. <laughs> but he's so cute. I started doodling really, really him because I knew we were going to be doing yes. trick or treat at some point. I started doodling him at, when I had some downtime. And I was like, he's just so darn cute. But he does some terrible things in that movie. He's so um, cute. It's cute. Y'all should watch it. It's really cute. It's not like, I. it's, it's one of those, it's a Halloween anthology movie. So there's a lot of little stories. Um, so it's, and it's pretty lighthearted. Yeah. But it does get dark in places. Yeah. But everything comes full circle. I know. Which I, enjoy. Which I love. And we I won't love, spoil it. I love anthology. It was, the, too, I watched so. it for the first time last year because it was one of those movies where it came out but didn't have a super wide release. No, and then it became a cult classic yeah. over the years. Anyways. So with that, I guess we should be wrapping up. Yes. Because um, I forgot what time it was for Jake, but I know we are I think almost, you're an hour ahead of us. I think so. we're, we're almost at 11 here, so. So, we are, yeah. we're, is there anything you want to uh, shout out? Anyone you want to thank? Anything you want to tell the people the before people. we say goodnight? Well, first, I want to really thank you, too. I had a really great time talking to you, too, and I appreciate you, oh, you. been in the roles oh, a little you. bit for me since I'm not streaming yet. But, um, you know, I... Um... Eh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so, I really appreciate that. And, you know, obviously, uh, everybody who helped make the film happen, I, I really appreciate them. And, you know, maybe more so... Uh, not really so much for me, but you know, if you're listening to the podcast and if if you made it this far, I just listen to the spoilers. You know, maybe check it out. I appreciate you checking out their performances, and you know, um, and if you want to make a film, I encourage you to do so because uh, you're never not gonna want to do it. That's what I learned. I kept pushing it off for years, where it's like, eh, I want to I want to make a film, but I'm not good enough yet. I'm not gonna do it. And just one day, I realized. 
you know, you're going to run out of time. And I think a lot of people are realizing that with the pandemic and everything. So a little encouragement there for people out there who want to do something. You're probably not going to ever just decide you don't want to do it. So go for it. And uh, But yeah, thank you guys. And thank everyone who helped me out in the film. And uh, please, please just uh, check it out. If, if not for me, just for the hard work everybody put into their performances and, you know, my wife making the the original score and fire tiger making their awesome theme song and oh um, and uh i guess i'll leave it at that 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 was sweet yes that was was a beautiful beautiful we're so happy you came on the podcast and by the way if you are not promoting a movie you can still come on the podcast we love guest episodes they're our favorites they are our favorites so if you have a movie that you're dying for us to cover just let us know and we can have you on at any time. Yeah. You know. Um, don't be afraid to keep in touch. Um, but, yeah, guys, please check out Clay Zombies. Please support Independent Film. And have a good time watching it in October or November, where, whenever it happens. I mean, for God's sakes, Edgar Wright's newest movie got postponed for, like, a year and a half. So, yeah. like, y'all... Be patient. It's going to be there. It's going to yeah. be good. If you guys can go see Lamb, uh, our last oh, yeah. our last night in Soho, you guys can do yes. an independent filmmaker a solid and tune in and watch his movie on Clay Zombies. Yeah, make it a double wild. feature. Watch yeah. Lamb about there. By the way, yeah. people have been wearing Lamb costumes to Lamb premieres and festivals. And holy I thought that shit, was... I want to do it. Hey, did you see it? Did you <laughs> no, see that? I have. They were showing it on their Instagram, and I was laughing my butt off. I was like, oh my god. This is great. They were like, lambs are just like us. They drink beer. They watch movies. And it was just all these people in lamb costumes. It was great. That sounds amazing. But it hasn't been spoiled for me yet. I, I haven't looked up any spoilers. No. I want to I want to experience the bat shitness we're that getting, I know is going on. Our, our local theater is getting um, the newest from the director by Raw, uh, Titan, Titan, oh, yeah. Titan or Titan, about like sexual car violence. I don't really know. But, uh, a woman I, gets pregnant by a car, and that's what we know. Yes, so, yeah. I didn't know she got pregnant. I've been trying to keep myself. Oh, super that's in the dark. that's in most of the synopsis I've read on it. Oh, well, I was just yeah. watching the trailers. Anyways, yeah, um, go watch an independent movie, y'all. Like, please do that. And also, it'll be streaming, so you can like sit in your PJs with your puppy and watch it. Yeah, you can watch it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we just want to thank everyone for listening, for tuning in. We love you guys. Uh, wash your hands. Take your vitamins. Get that vax in your arm and um, stay safe out there. Um, don't start a zombie clay apocalypse, please. Like, yes, don't, don't touch the clay. Um, and don't, don't touch the clay, clay or you'll have a bad day. day. So, we need a t-shirt that says that. Yes, we do. You need t-shirts that say that. Yes. Um, it would be like all over. Oh, you could sell it to art students. Oh my god! Because like, have you ever tried to get clay out of clothing? It sucks. Oh yeah, that's like true. it really sucks. That's good. So, anyways, looking those double meanings right there. Yeah, yeah. like you also could definitely package Play-Doh. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I was yeah. a big Play-Doh kid. I probably ate too much Play-Doh when I was a child. Um, but we love you guys. Um, thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I'm sure this episode is gonna be a little longer because we've never done an interview before. Yeah, exactly. And we talked about the movie. It's so. also good. Where do you edit? Where do you um. edit? I don't know. That'll be my weekend, <laughs> so it's fine. But yeah, so we love you guys. Uh, we thank our guests for coming on. We thank everyone involved with Clay Zombies because it was a joy to watch, and we feel very 
like privilege to be able to watch it yeah before like it comes out like that's cool absolutely like can you imagine like getting a link and it's like for the podcast and you're just like it literally says for the podcast, podcast. yes but, i was like oh my god i feel so special but um <laughs> yeah a very 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 special thanks again to mr jake jolly our uh, guest of the night who once again is the director and writer for clay zombies please guys we will be keeping you update when it's available for streaming Please go stream, Siri. You're you're welcome. Okay, um, we uh, please go Siri stream really it like when me. it's available, guys. Um, as always, um, this is a reminder: drink some water if you haven't yet. Uh, keep hydrated. Uh, take care of yourselves. Um, we are so glad, as always, that you have decided to spend some small part of your day with us. Whether you're doing some yoga, whether you're in your car, um, if it's a, if you're starting your day, I hope it's a wonderful day. If it's at the end of the day, good job, you made it for another day. But thank you again, guys. We um, love and appreciate every single one of you. Um, our DMs are always open for questions. If you have movie suggestions, yeah. or if you just need to that's talk how this about happened. Them. We yeah. had someone DM us. Slide into our DMs, guys. Yeah, literally. It sounds really creepy. Like, Not in that way. But it wasn't creepy. It wasn't creepy. <laughs> in at a all. professional, artistic yeah. way. So, but um, yeah. But thanks, guys. We, 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 we always, always, always appreciate every single one of you. And thank you again, Jake, for coming on. We, we definitely appreciate you. Um, and as always. And make sure you tell your wife that she was she had the first really funny joke of the whole movie. Yes, and tell her she did a wonderful job with the score. And the music. The I didn't know she did yeah, the music. The music. That's oh my amazing. God. Anyways, so we're going to say goodnight because Britt was trying to do it and I got sidetracked. No, as good. always. But as always, guys, we just look forward to seeing you um, next time. Same spoopy place. Stay spoopy, channel. Stay spoopy, y'all. Bye. 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 Please contact us at contact us at grindhousegirlspod.com or visit our website at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.